This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. It's two and three on the uh, Super Contest. I got us the Colts, man. I'm the only one pulling my weight here. Oh, that's one way of looking at that. I, I tried to sell us on the Raiders and definitely get off the Jets. And I even I thought, oh, I did sell us on XM. And I texted you to confirm. And you're like, no, 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 stick with the Jets. So I said I also like the Raiders. But I thought you were asking me, did we pick the Raiders or the Jets? And I said, we picked the Jets. Yeah, no, no. I was asking which to confirm. We have till Saturday at 6 p.m. So I have all the way until till later. Till, well, you should have uh, said, no. no, I really want the Raiders. I don't want the Jets. Yeah, you did get the Colts for sure, and I was leaving that one up up to you. I, it's not like I knew that was going to happen, but um, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that Jets game. Like it, it didn't happen on many levels, but the uh, yeah, I, I was liking the Raiders more. But yes, two and three, and you did get us the Colts. Well done, good job. You for sure were right on that one. So I was one but, uh, and zero. You were one and three, basically for the week. Fortunately, <laughs> um, yeah. What 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 were our losses? I'm putting them out of my mind. Dallas, which was a loss the whole way. The Eagles yeah. lost the whole way. Jets lost yep. the whole way. And we won with the Giants. We won my two. I was 2-0. and oh, You were 0-3. <laughs> well, I wish I would, would have been strong, more strong about my uh, pivot to the, to the Raiders. But, um, yeah, all right. Well, how do you feel about this week? I also liked last week, too. I, like, I liked the dog heaviness. And uh, so, I don't know. Fr- frustrating. A lot of injuries with the Niners. A lot of injuries in fantasy leagues and, and, and very poor lineup decisions I made. I, I switched out Goff for Kirk Cousins in multiple six-point TD uh, uh, you know, NFFC leagues. It's like a 32-point swing. I mean, it's just, just wild. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Very frustrating. I was pretty much to the state where you were last week uh, complaining um, by Sunday night. I was in kind of a frustrated state of mind just like wow, this is all very pointless and why do i get myself so worked up over it and my wife had i went to bed very early actually on sunday night after as soon as i turned the column in and uh yeah and the niners you know seasons you know could be effectively over already it's just fresh frustrating but um but yeah anyway we continue how are you Liz? i'm all right uh, i had a decent week i had i have a couple really good nffc teams one of them is really really good in the, the highest stakes prime time the 1700 one it's a team that my first three picks were camara Second pick, I took Chubb over Aaron Jones, but I'm still happy with Chubb. Third pick, I took Jonathan Taylor. Fourth pick, I took DK Metcalf. Fifth pick, I took Mark Andrews. And the sixth pick, I took Dak Prescott. So that team is, is good. And uh, I think it's like 34th overall. And it, you know, it's got, you know, not, it's two weeks and I'm sure I'll have a hundred injuries, but so far so good. The one that I'm in with you is my worst team. And I, I was like, oh, well, Michael Thomas is hurt, but I, I have Anthony Miller. It's no big deal. Put him in, and he got zero. He got me zero, and he dropped a touchdown, and then he just stopped getting targeted after that. So that was pretty bad. Yeah, man, I'm glad, I'm glad to see that uh, you're really suffering badly like I was. That's good. That's good I'm not the only one. My fantasy teams are filled with uh, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, James Conner, uh, Melvin Gordon, um, even Edwards Hilaire. It's like... It's, I guess maybe I'm winning just by them not being out for the season, I guess. But And then those guys seemingly are in good position moving forward, but um, it's they have not been lighting up the scoreboard whatsoever. So, yeah, you're definitely – yeah, I'm jo- I joined you in misery even more than usual this week. But I've never even seen anything like it with the 49ers. I mean, it's that's insane. But on a, Either it was back-to-back snaps or a three-snap span. We had two top three NFL draft picks carted off the field. I mean, just – and the fact that they have to face your – giants on that same 
miserable MetLife turf is just is just whatever. It's what can you do at this point? But if your team loses to this mash unit, man, you might as well just give up your your fandom. That's uh, that would be embarrassing. It is pretty ridiculous. I've never seen they lost their quarterback. They lost two top five non-quarterbacks in Bosa and Kittle. So imagine that you know you can draft from scratch the NFL, but you can't take any quarterbacks. You know the, the bet, top players would be like Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, George Kittle. Those would be like the top guys. It, it's like those would be arguably two of the top five non-quarterbacks. So they lost two top five guys, their quarterback, and they already were missing their top receiver. Their top, and they lost their top running back. Uh, and in addition to you know Richard Sherman, their top cornerback is on the injured list. So it's, it's ridiculous, man. You know, I, I had I picked Nick Bosa to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Trent Williams was saying, "Man, this guy's going to be special, like next level." He uh, the sack numbers weren't ridiculous, uh, but he the pressure rate was immediately last year, and um, and, and that was supposedly with the healthy D Ford maybe coming this year, and they and they you know they uh, they replaced with the with the middle pick uh, with Kinlaw. Um, but yeah, also Richard Sherman was the number what number one or number two rated PFF cornerback. Yeah, He's court. out. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's just yeah, They've lost just everything. Debo Samuel, Raheem Mostert bothered me even more. I mean, obviously Jimmy G hobbling around there, who balled by the way that first half. Um, but Mostert, you know, was on my fantasy teams and wanted to give you a hard time. And that guy is just out of control. I think it's uh, fit was at 15 touchdowns the last 10 games now. Just so so good. And Tevin Coleman, worthless and already hurt. But he goes down. So there's even that too. So just incredibly credit. I've never seen a team more depressed after like a big win. But now you're not. How are the Giants four four and a half point dogs? It opened as that's crazy. Yeah, I, I made the line two and a half, so I, I took the Giants. But you know, Mostert looked great on the handful of carries he got but then mckinnon looked did the same thing anybody matt Breida oh, used to get five uh, yards of carry. as i wrote in my column though most would have would have literally ran backward in that touchdown but uh, poor mckinnon obviously the speed you know those two knee surgeries it's not not even close to the same most would have literally ran in backward on that play he would have like been running jogging in for there he's so so fast on that play but they were throwing to him jimmy g's throwing to the running backs far more than the year before and most you know played wide receiver in college like i said making all the awesome he was catching the ball like crazy so i mean he was going to be only thing preventing most from being a top 10 fan back was, was what happened and that I, admittedly was likely to happen he had never made an nfl start his bmi was low and all that but it was just health was the thing there no and opportunity because he's that skinny 28 year old back they were never going to give him that many carries i mean he still only has the, you know two games 23 carries and how well, he left the half time i guess that's he a decent half time. yeah i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah okay yeah, he had, yeah, I guess you're right. He had about 15. 15 and 5 is enough. That's, you know. Yeah, seven, seven targets in six quarters. Yeah, he, he, he was going to be an absolute monster with Trent Williams there in that, that line. But whatever. He's, he's now done. So, so well, no, he's out for like a game or two. He's not that seriously injured. Yeah, sprained MCL. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. But, MCL's um, not a big deal. So, what else? I had to pay you 20 bucks, even though I was completely right in that Patriots uh, Seahawks game. And not only they, they went for two, which was smart, but. They kick the extra yeah, point, they cover, or they push, and then they miss the field goal. It was a long field goal for a scrub kicker. And then Cam gets them down to the one-inch line. How much of a monster is Cam? I mean, Cam Newton is going to – I think if I had to pick one player to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns, it would be Cam Newton. Yeah, no, that's the other thing I uh, faded. Um, it doesn't really matter, like, whatever, you don't draft the guys if you draft your own team. But if you, like, write about, you know, I kind of faded Josh Allen and, and Cam Newton I was skeptical of. And those guys look like the biggest monsters, the two MVPs in the league through two weeks. So uh, Cam Newton is unbelievable because how is he – I thought it was one thing to do that against the Dolphins, but you're throwing for nearly 400 yards with those receivers. I mean, it's pretty damn impressive. Forget that. I can't believe how easy he makes it look to score inside the three. But I, as I wrote in my column, you know, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady had been holding him back all this, his whole career. And someone actually did give me shit on, on Twitter. He did not. I think I read somewhere something like 20% of people are incapable of, of sarcasm, but that might be true. Yeah, some I, people are just humorless. They can't, nothing's funny to them. So they just no. take it at face value, no. but yeah, uh, a career yeah, high. The monster, you're right. Yes. He might lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. This year, Julian yeah. Edelman got his career high in yardage at age 34 in his second game with Cam Newton. That's just insane. Great. 
No, and it's not like Nikhil Harry's breaking tackles out there. Who are their tight ends? I mean, James White was out. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, no. I mean, it's it's totally crazy. Cam Newton has not played in, in a year and a half. We see what Gronk. That's what usually happens, you know? That's what usually happens when professional athletes sit out for two years. That's what that is the more likely outcome. Not slinging it for four hundred yards in Seattle and leading the league in rushing touchdowns. I mean, yeah, man, what a what a monster. It is fun to see, man. Good for Cam. I guess he's getting there at five AM every morning and leaving the last one to leave and all that. So Man, you're uh, yeah. You want another bet you're going to lose is the Patriots, uh, Tampa Bay. It's going to obviously Cam still needs to stay healthy, which is you know remains a thing. But but what are your thoughts on on the Bucks and Brady? Oh, I mean, if Stidham were the quarterback of the Patriots, I would definitely have won that bet. You just you got extreme, just like you got lucky on the bet uh, this week. You got extremely lucky that they were able to sign Cam for nothing uh, and suddenly have like an MVP level quarterback uh, with that defense. That changed a lot. I, the Bucks would almost certainly have a higher win total than the Patriots had Cam not signed with them. That was a, and I said, I tweeted it at the time. I said, uh oh, that's not good for me and my bet. But uh, I, I think the, I think Brady looks okay. I think the Bucks defense is good, and they'll still win nine or ten games. I just think the Patriots may win eleven or twelve games. That's the that's the only problem. Yeah, what, how weird is the the Ronald Jones thing, man? He get, he's just what, because of a mismanaged handoff, and suddenly it's it's Fournette. That I know that you have Jones a lot. And you, you're aggressive. You said he would have been like a third rounder or whatever. Well, that's just been a total disaster, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's not that bad because I got him in like the sixth, seventh. I got him the seventh and the sixth where I got him. So, you know, I, after week one, I thought he should have been a third rounder because he looked great and he's on a good team uh, against a tough defense. But yeah, he had one weird mishandled handoff and then Fournette played well and then not only cemented the job with that 46 yard touchdown run, but backdoored the cover against me. You know, I was, I had the Panthers plus like seven and a half or eight and they were up seven and he just got that you know attack on touchdown so that that was doubly bad so that was annoying but so you know all these bets you're gonna owe me another hundred in a couple weeks with lebron you're talking about yeah (laughs) well you know titles man how long ago when we stopped at that we had some tacos on the way to uh to labor probably what how long ago was that man 12 years ago i don't know it was when he had one title i don't know how many titles he had at the time yeah, one or zero. Yeah, no. so, and then we made the over-under of LeBron career titles three and a half. But there was a dumb bet for me because you could get paid at any time. And I would have to wait, you know, another five years probably at least. Because he could do like a, you know, when he's 40, just tag, tag along to like the the young team and and get a ring that way. So that was kind of stupid. I shouldn't have made that bet. But it is what it is. I honor my bets. We're actually pretty close in that. You might owe me 100, but I've been dropping in that baseball league. Oh, game, I know. I, this horrible, uh, horrible, horrible roster moves in that too is frustrating because I, I made so some terrible roster too. moves. I made some oh, huge good, good mistakes. I, I like took Mike Miner out of my lineup last week when he was ball, when he had a great week. And uh, instead I subbed in Taiwan Walker who got absolutely shelled. And I, I made a huge amount of mistakes. And now I'm like on the ropes. I was ahead of Masato who now is going to win a hundred bucks for me. Probably not. It's not definite, but probably. And I just, you know, you know, I what just your made some bad was, moves. I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what your other problem was. I, I heard you bragging about this before I went on the XM show. You were talking to Jeff and a producer before, you know, like before <laughs> we went on air saying Dalton and, and, and Mike's going to owe me a hundred dollars. Uh, so that, that was your problem counting it before, I, but I, it may not be strong enough to jinx Mike. I'm still four points down, but it's, it's been still moving a lot, but I, I'm definitely have my eye on that one. And uh, I've got more upside than downside in that league, but uh, you know, I, I screwed it up and anything can happen in five days. So I, I really blew it. I mean, it's just so dumb. I said on Twitter that I would take DeGrom with the first pick, and then I, for some reason, took Cody Bellinger. And if I just took DeGrom instead of Bellinger, my second pick was Devers, who's been good, and then my third pick was Freddie Freeman, who had COVID. He slipped to the third round and was like, oh, you can't take him in the third round. He has COVID. He's going to win MVP, that guy. So You got Blackman in like the eighth round or something. Yeah, although Blackman's been terrible. He, he was hitting 400, and now he may not hit 300. He's been like the worst oh, player. I didn't actually league. have I don't have him anywhere, so I didn't realize. No, he collapsed. Gone. He totally collapsed. He had the delayed onset COVID, unfortunately. I tried to draft the COVID guys because so I thought people were going to overreact, and they did. And then oh, no, I have Shane Bieber, Clayton Kershaw, and Bauer, and yet still. Because uh, your hitting is so bad. You're like, oh, what a surprise. You just drafted all pitchers for six rounds. Debating Josh Bell and Jose Abreu, though. Now I've looked at a couple things. I still think pitchers the way to go. Like I just had a, I just have noticed it. Whatever it could go, it could have gone either way. I still think pitchers is the, are the way to go next year. I, I'm certainly going to remain that way. You, are you not? No, I should have just done what I was going to do, which was take a pitcher. I should have just taken Degrom 
And then I, you know, I screwed, I was going to take Kluber, Gray, and Bauer, two of those three. And I chose Gray and Kluber. I think you got Bauer in between. But if I take Bauer there, you may take Kluber, whoever, and I end up with Sonny Gray and, you know, then I end up with a great team. So there are a couple of points. There's a couple of, there's a couple of points like that. There were things like uh, in the second round, you know, I took Bellinger and I was like, oh, uh, Bieber's the highest ranked guy coming back. And I was like, now nah, maybe I'll wait for Kershaw in round three. You took Bieber and Kershaw, so I didn't get either of those guys. And I was like, all right, I'll take Freddie Freeman, which worked out great. But I just should have taken a pitcher in the first round, which I said I would. And then just the rest of my draft, I you know there were a couple inflection points where I might have done the right thing. And I still got Lance Lynn. I still got Keiko late and Wainwright. I picked. I mean, I, I still if I just had Degrom, I'd probably be you know fighting for closer to first place. The interesting thing to me is where you draft the uh, the closers. Um, like, do you do Hater again in round three? No, I don't know. It's no, four. It was four. Uh, but no. no. Well, I mean, in the fifteen teams, he was going to three. Sorry, the fifteen. No, teams. I, I don't. The closers were terrible. I mean, the closers. It, it was the exact opposite. There were so many available in on waivers. <laughs> so much over, uh, turnover that it was insane to have drafted a closer high. I mean, if if you got Liam Hendricks or something, it, it panned out, but. On average, those closers were terrible investments this year. Yeah, well, all of them then were then. If you're going to, because the ones, yeah, I mean, Hader didn't even rack up the, uh, the save amount either. His ERA is like out. four. He didn't even really help. He had one horrible outing, yeah. yeah. He walked five batters in one outing without throwing a strike, it seemed like. But um, yeah, no, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I guess just, but I hate playing the, the I burned so much fab too, though, and on guys that only lasted a week too. So I, I don't know the answer to that. And then in the big, you know, you, you can't, you can't ignore it in the big overall contest. So I don't know. I still, I still don't know what to do with that. Yeah. If I, yeah, there, I made so many errors. It's funny though. I mean, it's, it's obvious after the fact what you should have done, like after you see how the players did, but I was thinking of the exact players I should have got, but I just, I don't know what happened to me. I, I don't know why the Bellinger pick was just stupid. I just let my, got sucked in by groupthink or something. I don't know what projection systems were very bullish, treated him like a superstar, like, you know, like he was money in the bank, uh, trout level production. uh, Well, he he did in 2019, but it's not that. And maybe if he had a full year, he would have, you know, he still had like nine or 10 home runs and a couple of steals, but it's just, I should have got the pitcher at that level. And, And I always do that. I get a pitcher in the first or second, at least one. And then you get a bunch of hitting, and you, and you get a couple of pitchers in like the seventh or eighth to supplement that first guy. I mean, it's just, you, you got to get one of the star pitchers. And I knew that. And for some reason I just didn't do it. And you know, it's the difference between, well, it's only 200 bucks. It wasn't like the team was going to win the whole thing or anything. It would have been, you know, just solid. The Grom's a monster. Do you know the, uh, Byron Buxton slash line this season? What is it? Man, how can I, I? I don't know how to make you do the guessing game here, but it's pretty awesome. He's it's like two eighty, two ninety, six hundred or something. Yeah, it's even, it's even more extreme the way it is. It two sixty eight, two seventy six, six ten. Yeah, exactly. so he has a near nine hundred OPS when he's getting on base twenty seven percent of the time. I mean, that's that's pretty wild. And he just walked too. It was more extreme than that. But he had a second walk to make it thirty one strikeouts, two walks, but thirteen bombs. I mean, well, yeah. How many stolen bases does he have, though? Only one. And that's how many like, does Victor Robles have? Like three. Oh, my. <laughs> negative? I mean, whatever. That guy's the absolute worst. I targeted him. In so my, got, after going pitcher heavy, and I wanted him in round five uh, in many. That, uh, yeah. That's who or, I got in our league. So I got Buxton and Robles. I'm like, I'm good on steals. I'm fine. Yeah, I should be fine on steals. I got those two guys. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's a yeah. total win. Oh, I got Hayter and Kimbrell and Sean Doolittle. I'm good on saves. I should be fine. You know, like the things I actually paid up for, I didn't get. It's a miracle that I'm still ahead of you. You must have really done some stupid stuff. Yeah, like I said, yeah. There's some some Josh Bell's, Ahmed Rosario's, uh, Ryan Braun's, uh, uh, Avisil Garcia. Just named the players that are just awful. Nick Senzel, um, Justin Turner. They're just not just all the bus. What are you going to do? I don't really know what what to say to that. But um, what do you want to talk about next? Uh, Politics, um, anything jump, jump, jump out to you? Football? What do you want? Talk, we can talk some football, but I've talked so much football, you know, on every other outlet. I don't really know, man. Politics, I think we're sort of the calm before the storm. Like, everyone knows the shit show's coming, but I don't know, the petty controversies of the day, I don't really have them. 
Sorry, you have me. You have me annoyed here. Just, sorry, the players that I Andrew Benatini on this uh, other team, Jose Leclerc, Jose uh, Joe Jimenez. Sorry, I dropped so many people. CJ Crone was absolutely raking, looked like a steal, but out for the season, done there. Um, the Molina one was a fun thing of me playing chicken, leaving him in my lineup for three weeks, and then removing him and uh, and losing him. Starlin Castro was was a great mid twenty round pick, out for the season. Um, anyway, so so shit like that is, is what happened here. But James Paxton was another guy. Uh, Paxton the had him so, in the other leg. Ahmed Rosario was like a twenty-two, like whatever young mid guys, like absolute, like could be thirty or whatever twenty-twenty, like top of the order Mets, like future superstar. Like uh, he's the absolute worst. Like I mean, he's like a negative. Josh Bell has just been truly like atrocious. Like I said, I debate. I remember I flipped the coin. But I told you not oh. to draft Josh Bell. That he was terrible. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you should tell all the projection systems that, that uh, and and Statcast when he was 99th percentile and all that stuff last year. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I should have learned how to predict when that stuff's going to stop. So how so you feeling ready? about how you feeling about all the uh, preseason predictions, Statcast stuff for football? Like Minshew's terrible. Who else was? Who else did it like that, that stuff? Well, I told you that I think that the Ben Baldwin was. Uh, I think that I've underrated systems big time. Like Josh Allen has now suddenly gone pass happy the most and now runs the most play action and um, is the most motion and stuff. And I think I, I totally uh, overrated that and just should care more about system 1000% for thousand percent made a mistake with that. And it should just care more all about just systems and less about the players. Um, I, I would say this would be a big lesson learned. So now you think the primary thing is not the talent of the individual, but the function he serves basically. Prob, I mean, prob, I mean, it's all it's all primary. Pe- I mean, it's all pieces of puzzle or whatever. But yeah, I would say overrate, overrated um, that how that person performed in that environment that that year. Because I mean, it was, it was it, it always as we talked. Is it descriptive or predictive? And I was never saying that that was for sure going to be predictive. I, but I do think it's, it explains what has happened so far. And there are some interesting things with the next gen stats going on so far this year or, or maybe not to you. Maybe they're not interesting and it's just noise, but I don't know. I don't know, I don't know yet. That's what I was trying to say is like, are these things predictive? Right. I was like, okay, he's got a CPOA of this. He's got a this. And then I was like, all right, well somebody put some numbers to something, but do they, is it going to show me who the next great quarterback is? Or I'm going to avoid some huge bust, you know? And then if it is just descriptive, well, we know that the guy sucked if he sucked, right? Like we know if a guy sucked, but if they're trying to say, well, Minshew, even though his cosmetic numbers were good, he actually sucked, then then it's got to be predictive. Because like, if it's not predictive, how can you describe? What are you describing? Why are you? Why is yours more? Dis- and, now, and now Minshew's third this year, behind only Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. So <laughs> as that dominant. thing. So yeah. right. And then the other question is: It's yes. sticky. Is the metric yeah. sticky? Yeah. That's the other thing, right? If, yeah. Is it random year to year? I think these metrics have a long way to go because they don't. The system is probably. The system's more like opportunity, right? In the DFS, these guys all learned, just get the guy who's going to get 12 targets this game. Don't worry about how good he is or how tough the cornerback is that's covering him. Just get the guy that's going to get 12. That's like the first thing, and everything else is secondary to that. But that's kind of boring, right? That's like a really boring way to to draft a fantasy football team. Like, don't you want the guy who's going to be amazing? Don't you want the Jonathan Taylor and the the good players that you want to watch? Like, in some sense, it's like, well... This guy I don't really like. It's like those guys who drafted Fournette last year who were like, yeah, you know, he just gets all the work, though. couple things. So, so Brady has not looked great. I mean, so Brady has not looked look, look super great this year. Maybe he will uh, moving forward, and he hasn't been totally washed. But Brady has not looked great. Uh, Wentz has not looked great, to say the least. Uh, Wentz has the, been the, terrible. Oh, my God. Things were down on, on them, those two players. Um, and uh, the one, I guess, mildly interesting – thing is probably just noise but the one weird thing of this year is that uh bottom three are expected haskins wentz and drew Brees. i don't I think that's that shocking how he's played but the fourth worst uh cpae is, is mahomes and then like sam darnold jeff driscoll drew Locke, you know the scrubs so that's interesting mahomes has never been super into the accuracy it's been more like the big play but um, even like just looking at YPA or whatever, and he's, you know, whatever, it's just two games. But I don't know if that if that's that's just the one weird thing that would, would stand out. But whatever, whatever. It's uh, probably all meaningless anyway. Yeah. You know, the, it's Wittgenstein's ruler. It's if your ruler. What, what's the thing? It's the ruler doesn't just measure the thing. The thing measures the ruler. So if your measurement is showing that Pat Mahomes is 
played but, as a bottom four like, quarterback. LeBron James has had two bad two games. Like it doesn't matter, right? He probably has been bad Mahomes these two games. You know what I mean? Like, I don't whatever. think so. Uh, he's got five yeah. TDs and no picks. He's run for fifty four yards on six carries. He's scrambled. Yeah, it's not measuring any of that. Yeah, okay, so measuring. I mean, but that's decisive. You know, he's making good decisions, not forcing the ball. They're two and zero, oh, so we got them to. You know, he got the win, so he did what he had to do. Uh, there's no way he's played as a bottom four quarterback. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying no. I'm not, just just the accuracy level. Like I said, he might he might be you know have played like the thirteenth best quarterback or something. I could yeah. buy that, but like again, like it's the victim son's ruler. It's thing itself measures the ruler so if your rulers giving you absurd results then maybe it's the ruler that's broken not the thing yeah no there are there are other measures like i said he does a lot more value than with his accuracy so that's just one measure for that but that was just uh, in only two games i was just curious if uh it is weird though he's also not uh throwing the ball downfield at all either like he usually does so it's just interesting um all right so you you brought up the four net. That's what I was going to say. Devonta Freeman, man, I I I saw him go for like seventy five dollars in a couple of leagues last night. Um, you're you're a Giants fan. I'm uh, I'm a little perplexed, but tell me why I'm wrong. I won't I won't tell you you're wrong. I I don't understand it. Deion Lewis is still there. I, I didn't read anything that Deion Lewis is going to lose the starting job. It's not going to be the third down guy at least. So you've got. An early down guy who's slow, hasn't been good in like three years, injury prone, past his prime on a bad offense with a bad offensive line. I don't, I don't really see the case. I mean, I understand like if you don't have a running back, you need to put someone in that slot. He'll probably get some carries, you know, but I don't know. I have a, I have a hard time. I didn't really want really any of the Giants running backs. I, I bid big on Mike Davis. Yeah. It's only four weeks, but it's like, all right, I'll take him for four weeks. Especially and, in PPR, man, they throw it to him. What, eight, eight of eight, they secured all eight targets, or whatever. Yeah, I like Mike Davis. Yeah, I mean, as far as those guys, I mean, obviously you're hoping to get Darrell Henderson or somebody if you can, Jarek McKinnon. But those guys in any competitive league that I'm in, those guys are gone. I can't get those guys on waivers. So, yeah, uh, what a mess. Um, well, who'd you say before the uh, Darrell oh, Henderson yeah, situation? Yeah, what a what a joke. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. Yeah, the uh, the even uh, the most points per game scored in the first two weeks, I guess, since the merger, uh, whatever that means. But that's uh, that's been something to follow along. Yeah, you know it's funny. This guy JJ Zacharyson, late round QB or something, is, is his handle. I saw a tweet by him. I didn't think much of it at the time. I noted it, but he said that after like a strike year, some year that like there was no training camp for some reason, uh, the defenses got destroyed, and he's like expects some really bad defense in the first couple of games. And most people expected offenses to be out of sync because, you know, offense is timing, defense is disrupting timing. So you'd think if there wasn't practice, then it was the offenses that would be behind. But I don't know what his reasoning was, but I just saw the tweet and I just sort of, I just remembered it. And uh, so far he's been right. Defense has gotten shredded. Yeah. And the injuries uh, also could be part of the same thing, right? Like this is, this is without preseason. Oh, possibly. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Stefani so. Bell thinks it probably is. So right. seems like it makes sense. I just I just talk so much about football and shit like waiver wire and shit. It's like how many fucking times you know? Like on yeah, Tuesday, no I it's like waiver wire Tuesday. It's like okay, who are the guys? You know, it's like everybody's picking up the same fucking guys, and everybody knows the exact same shit. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows who everybody is. I'll give you a sleeper though, a guy that I like, mm-hmm. Nicole yeah. Hardman, because Sammy Watkins looks like he got concussed. I don't know what the result is yet. But it just it's just going to take like one thing. Just get this guy in the lineup. He always makes a play when he's in the lineup. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a sleeper if you don't go bid against me in our league together. I can't promise you that. Okay, then never mind. He shouldn't. Tut, tut, you don't, <laughs> I wouldn't do it if I were you. I probably already have a higher bid than you on this mm-hmm. guy anyway. Okay. Probably not. All right. All Let's right. move on to games then. Okay. All right. All right. Dolphins plus three at Jaguars. Um, yeah, okay, so I love when this opened at two and a half, but um, Gardner Minshew is balling, as I said. I'm a big believer in Minshew. Uh, no, seriously, actually, he is playing really well, and that defense isn't uh, big of a joke as it seems, and James Robinson's good, and um, I, I laid the points here. I did too, but I don't like it anymore. I was, I, like you, I saw it at two and a half. I made it four, so I was like, okay, three, it's still bet, but then DJ Chark is questionable now. And, and and Fitzpatrick is like Fitzpatrick like, will have a he has a good game in him he's due for a good game he's for just sure. like Minshew he's like the Minshew of the Dolphins he's the same thing he's like an older Minshew it's the same style of play yeah. so good I don't know I, 
I wouldn't use it, but I, I, I took the Jaguars too. Yeah. Uh, that game, Mike, Mike Gesicki is going to start going off. He leads all tight ends in air yards and he plays a slot like 90% of the time. And he just had a slow game in new England. So, uh, there, there, that's my fantasy tidbit of this one. I think Gesicki's going to go start, start having some big games. Well, he just had one this last week. I, right. I think it's going to continue. Like I think he's top five here on out is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, He might be Raiders plus six at Pats. Um, I took the Pats here. They just, I mean, coming off that loss, they just obviously Cam looks good in that defense. Uh, Raiders are, 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 are for sure a, a much better team than I originally anticipated, but I thought that even entering before last week. And I don't know if you saw the Gruden uh, video of him chanting afterward with his team. Man, it's pretty cool. I, I do like rooting for Gruden as much as I like giving you a hard time, too. It's a pretty cool uh, footage of him getting fired up with his team in the locker room afterward. But give me Patriots here. Yeah, I made this, uh, almost made this my best bet. I made it my survivor pick, and we had Rufus on today. And I said, What's I your lock? I said, It's three. I said, Three? Are you kidding me, man? I made it my survivor pick. But he said he hasn't adjusted really his numbers for Cam yet. So it's almost as if they have like generic QB, not Cam Newton. So I think, you know, that's, that's a big difference. But uh, I, Raiders cross country, short week coming off a big emotional home win opening the stadium against a really good team i think this is the patriots are going to take care of them okay so possibly use that i would use them i would definitely okay. use them okay cool. uh bill rams plus two and a half at bills we both took the bills i don't love this i thought it should be three and it's two and a half that's my only total stay away for me i was dumb doubting the rams in philly like rams may be really good but so made the bills so uh, yeah total stay away for me yeah me too all right texas bell's really confident by the way he's made some some comments about how he thinks the rams will easily win this and he's in on them and man maybe i i thought that team was was kind of fading but they're they look really good and mcveigh just draws his plays up where higby's wide open it's, it's they're impressed but so so are the bills so let's stay away yeah bills have a good defense too texans plus four at steelers we both took the steelers I mean, I, you know, look, I like to buy the desperate animal with a good quarterback too, buy him low, but like, this is only four. And this, I made this line six. I thought it might be seven and I'd be on the Texans, but it's four. I got to take the Steelers, man. Steelers defense is so good. I would you, I would consider using them if you liked them enough. Yeah, I, I think that line's too They'll be like our fourth or fifth. I, I'm, okay. I, I don't love going against the desperate animal and laying more than a field goal, but, but I might. Awesome. All right, Niners minus four at Giants. We both took the Giants. I mean, the Giants suck, but like the Niners are just, they don't even want to play this game. Uh, Stefani thought Kittle would sit out because it's just not worth it on the turf, you know, to just give him one more week. So... Yeah, it's going to be Nick Mullins. Big Dick Nick is going to be taking over. Yeah, I, I took the points, but I don't think – I don't know. You could just see the the Niners defense doing well too. I don't know. I took the points. Do you want to use them? No, but okay. I, I don't want to use the Giants. They, they covered – they heroically covered last week, but they don't look good. Danny Dimes did not look good against the Bears. The defense is bad. Their only good player right, – they have two good players, although Slayton dropped the ball. They have Slayton and James Bradbury. They're the only two good players on the Giants right now. I think Slayton's going to ball now. Oh yeah, Shepard, I think so Barkley. too. I've got him everywhere. Like, I got him out everywhere. Out of control, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. I got him yeah. everywhere. That's Ingram awesome. will be good too if he can stay healthy. Uh, yeah, Ingram's, really Ingram's well. terrible. Ingram's terrible. Okay. He's not a good football player. Titans minus two and a half at Vikings. This was I made the line two and a half. This is a total coin flip. I took the Vikings. You took the Titans. Yeah, I went back and forth on this coin flip for me too. I think a bite is bitter about the Cousins and Vikings last week, but I can see them playing far better. So uh, yeah, no clue on that one. All right, uh, football team plus seven at the Browns. I took the football team. I think that Haskins sucks, but I just can't lay seven with the Browns. Yeah, I switched a couple uh, five minutes after I sent to you last night, and this is apparently I went off both your picks, but I went with the Browns. I think they set up well just running, and I know the Washington's defense is good, but Haskins is bad. So I went with Cleveland, but whatever. I went back and forth. So Mario tweeted about it. He said, you know, Kyler Murray gave them a lot of problems because he's so fast like they get through but he got around them he's like baker mayfield's not gonna be able to do that and i was like and worse he's gonna try you know baker thinks he's fast he like runs around tries to scramble and he's just not that good of an athlete so he gets crushed or he throws an interception whereas like the actual scrambling qbs yeah, can evade totally. some of these rushes yeah. so i just think they'll win but you know with nick chubb and, and hunt but yeah if he starts trying to throw it it's going to be problems but yeah and i don't feel confident about that one either all right Bengals plus six at eagles uh, I took the Bengals, so did you. I mean, uh, you know, the Eagles, they can't be laying six until they show up, right? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Totally. But you also wouldn't be shocked if they got right and, you know, had some some big blowout. But, but yes, got to take the points here. 
Yeah, it's like they could, but I'm not going to assume that's going to happen because they don't they don't deserve credit for being a good team yet. No, yeah, Wentz looks off. Yeah, and, and Jalen Rager just got hurt. He's out multiple weeks. Oh, we got hurt again. He's out multiple. Uh, weeks. I thought I was a genius for taking him, and then he was playing in week one. I was like, yes, it was a genius pick. It was a stupid pick. It's a waste of a pick. Well, yeah, he's he's yeah. All right, Jets plus ten and a half at Colts. I made the line nine and a half or something. I took the Jets. You got the Colts. Rufus made this line five and a half. I heard that. I know, and I'm also going to talk to you about this because I'm, I'm leaning toward them in Survivor, and I know it's such a high percentage, but I'm really just fading Gates, and just the more you, they can't make any adjustments, and they're just really, it's, I do not want to back Phillip Rivers here, believe me. I don't feel great about it, but I, I just think the Gates fade is, is, is more powerful, but I could be wrong. The Rivers versus Gase, it's a real, it's a chess match of pawn versus pawn. You know, it's like, uh, it's tough. I don't, I'm not going to go as far as Rufus because I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I made a line nine. That's my highest one. But if I, I did the numbers and at 46%, it's about even. Um, I did the survivor column. It's not like a slam dunk to fade the Colts, but I ended up thinking, who am I going to fade? And, and Vegas would have said, take the Browns, who I don't trust at all. So I ended up thinking, what team do I trust? And I guess I trust the Patriots at home facing a Raiders team on the short week coming off the big Yeah, I don't win. think that's crazy at all. Coming off a loss, too. Yeah, uh, Patriots come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't argue with that at all. So you're saying the math, though, is not overwhelming? You're not a total uh, donkey for taking the Colts? No, because, well, okay, so the best, Vegas has the Browns at 75% to win and the Colts at, like, 83%. And we do the math the risk ratio is 1.62. In other words, there's like a 1.6 to 1 greater chance of a Colts win, Browns lose, than Browns win, Colts lose, right? Like the two, the only ones that matters because the Colts win and Browns win or Colts lose and Browns lose, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter which one you took. So it's when one wins and the other loses. And if you compare those two scenarios, it's 1.6 times as likely that it's a Colts win, Browns loss than the reverse. Does that make sense? Yes, okay. And then you look at the equity in your pool and you say if there's 100 people in your pool and everybody put in 10 bucks, there's $1,000 in the pool. So you start out with $10 in equity. If you win the pool, you have $1,000 in equity. Well, given how many teams are expected to lose, 6% took the Browns and there are 14 other people that would be expected to lose on other teams based on the numbers. So 20 people would lose. So so $1,000, which is the pool, divided by the 80 people left would be $12.50 each. So you'd start with 10, you'd have 12.50. But if you took the Browns and the Colts lost, 46 people would lose with the Colts, 14 more on other teams. So there'd be 40 people left, 60 would lose. So 1,000 divided by 40 is 25. So the reward ratio is two to one, double. You get paid twice as much equity for a Browns win, Colts loss than Colts win, Browns loss. And your risk is only 1.6 times as bad. Yeah. Or is gotcha. that just like you're just spacing out like, yeah, whatever. No, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. So it's, yeah, no, I got you. You calculate the, the, the likelihood that, you know, you get the good scenario versus the bad. And obviously the favored, more favored team is always going to be more likely. And you do the ratio between those two possibilities. And then you calculate how many people would be left in a pool of X size that's easy to calculate in each scenario. And that's your reward. That's, that's you know, how much equity you'd have. Right. Yeah. Okay. If you thought the Colts should be like 14 point favorites or something like that, and instead of 83%, like 90%, that it's a, you know, 90 10 game, then you would, then you wouldn't mess with it. You would just stay on the Colts even with the ownership. Anyway, kind of digressed a bit, but, uh, we're not using this one. Obviously you took the Colts Panthers plus six and a half at chargers. Oh man, what a weird situation with Herbert, who looked awesome. I don't understand. Every single thing I read, I thought he was going to be a, a scrub in the NFL, looked like a baller immediately. Um, I, I, I took the Chargers, but this was another tough one for me. Me too. I made it seven to six and a half. It just I, laying seven with the Chargers sounds crazy to me, but here I am. Uh, all right, Lions plus six at Cardinals. Oh no, this is another one I changed. So I went to Lions. They've been so bad. Only team in NFL history to lose four straight games in which they held a double digit lead, Patricia. But man, if Galladay can come back and I, Arizona, maybe their defense is pretty good. And I'm a believer in Murray, but I don't know. I feel like a backdoor cover. Man, over under is jumping up to 55 in this game. That's crazy. Yeah, I take the Cardinals, but I don't feel strongly about it. I, I could see Stafford hanging around or backdooring it, like you said. Uh, Bucks minus six at Broncos. It felt like the Bucks might be good, but there's a lot to lay on the road in like a mile high 
you know, long trip seemed like a little too much. Yeah. Maybe Driscoll's awful and no Sutton, but, um, I, I would use this if you, if you wanted to, I think that's a big, big home dog, six points for the Tampa Bay just continues each week to be treated like they're a elite team. Um, I don't know if it's the name, maybe with Evans and Godwin back, they will, they will have a big game, but I, I like, the, I like the Broncos here. Yeah, I like them too. I, I, I guess we could use it. I'm, it's not one of my top ones just because you know, the Broncos are pretty banged up. Cowboys plus four and a half yeah. at the Seahawks. I would use this one. At first, I, I made this yeah, line seven, but, yeah. but you're the one who talks about Prescott's home road splits, and it totally came true last week. And on the road against Russell Wilson, give me the Seahawks. Yeah, what a soft team. Luckily, the Atlanta didn't uh, know the onside rules or they were going to lose. Uh, yeah, this, that, the defense. It's Seattle looks so good, and they pass heavy now. So I'm with you. Sure, no fight, no fight here. Okay. That's another high over under, 55 and a half. Man, yeah, there's crazy. a lot of huge ones. Packers plus three at Saints. This is my best bet, the Saints. They're just better than the Packers, I think, and they're at home. And I just, this is just, uh, it should be like six, this line. Okay, so sure, totally, we can use it uh, as your best bet, even though I'm on the opposite side. When I sent it to you, though, it was three and a half. Um, however, I, I definitely do disagree with you here, and I might just be overrating the first two weeks, and the, and the Saints could, could turn in an A game for sure in prime time at home. Uh, I just worry that you know Drew Brees isn't right. No Michael Thomas, but then again, no Devontae Adams is a possibility. Um, I hear you. Okay, it's your best bet, sure. Yeah, I, the I, Green Bay's looked far better, man, and Brees could be done, is all I got to say. He could be done, and I, I think he has been the stinking dunker for a while, but that's what they do. You know, they just throw those. It's not like he doesn't have an injury. I'm, I'm looking at three. It was three when I posted it, but uh, it must have moved down, but it's three now for sure. Breeze isn't asked to do anything that requires much athleticism. I guess there's a little bit of, like, got to be quick in the pocket, and but it's short throws. It's not, it's not hard. And then finally, Chiefs plus three and a half at Ravens. You got the Ravens as your best bet. I got the Chiefs. If you want to use it, we can. I just think like three and a half with the Chiefs is not going to turn that down. Yeah, I, I struggled. My original instinct was totally that. Mahomes and more than a field goal. But this Baltimore has looked like the better team. They're at home. Um, why is this just because of the half? Um, uh, Mahomes, he'll probably uh, dominate there. But man, Baltimore's defense is just so much better, and they're at home, and that offense just looks unstoppable. So, uh, I, I did not have a strong best bet this week. I thought the lines were super tight, um, but um, but yeah, that's what I settled with. It just felt felt like a contrarian. I, I, I said this to myself. I said, I bet you that I'm the only one in staff picks who took the Ravens. Am I right on that? Nope. Three out of five okay. took the Ravens. Oh, interesting. All right, no. So I'm and- the, I'm just the the with the majority. Yeah, you're just the nutless conventional wisdom guy. And even Rufus Peabody has the Ravens as 4.4 point favorites. Okay, well, he's just, whatever, I like it good. Whatever, he's smart. Okay. Yeah, now Rufus, I, I really I really like his methodology. It's very just simple. and It, it seems so contrarian, but it, I, like, I like having my own instincts and then hearing what his numbers say because it's just like a good, and if they line up, it's usually pretty good. Yeah. No, I like listening to that segment too. No, I, I listen. If you get no. both, you know, it's like you get like the numbers and you get sort of the feel. Like last week I picked the Colts. It seemed like a weird pick. Sometimes you just like, you just feel that contrarian, like, okay, they look terrible. Let's take them now. The Saints, I don't know. The Saints are more because they used to be good. But sometimes I just have a, get a feel for a team that you're like, it's just time for this team to play better than it, than it has. It doesn't always work. But when you get a few of those, you're like, yeah, you're just picking out that, that odd team. That, that's why the Jaguars worry me, because the Dolphins feel like a team that's going to just yeah. show up this week somehow and yeah. you know, beat them. The Eagles were a team I had that feel with last yeah. week. So. All right, so Patriots, Seahawks, and, and Saints. And then, and then Patriots, what? Seahawks, Saints. If you want the Ravens, you can have them. I'm not like huge on the Chiefs. So I just, but Patriots, Seahawks, Saints. Oh, we didn't talk about the Falcons Bears. We skipped that one, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, Bears um, plus three and a half. Fal- I took the Falcons. I, I don't feel that strongly. Yeah, I went back and forth on that one. I took the I took the Bears in the defense, but ah, uh, yeah, Falcons are so weird. They could, yeah, I, that's a tough one. Uh, Trubisky's been league average. That defense is a lot better. It's more than the three, but I could see it land at home. Yeah, stay away from me. All right, so we got Pats, Seahawks, and Saints. I would then, use I would use the Steelers, but I have a I have a feeling like that feeling about the Texans like showing up all of a sudden, uh, right. and then Broncos maybe. Yeah, I mean the thing about the Broncos 
is I don't really love it, but it was such a clear pick for me. Like when I saw the line, I was like Broncos. Like it wasn't even, I was like Bucks minus three or something. Bucks minus three and a half, something like that. You know, I, I, six is too much. So let's go Broncos, Seahawks, Saints, Patriots, and. Either the Ravens or the Steelers. We can see what the line comes out. We can talk, finalize it on XM. All right. Why don't we do that? Ravens or Steelers? Yeah. One of those two. Cool. All right. All right, man. You got anything else going on in your life? Um, no, my daughter went back to going back to school for the like full time for the first time this week. And, uh, you know, so far, uh, yeah, hasn't been a catastrophe yet, but I'm just kind of waiting for to see how that goes. Uh, how, what about uh, the situation over there? Has it been, it's been two weeks, right? Yes. Yeah, Sasha's in school. She's happy to be back in school and so far so good. You know, we're getting a dog Sunday. Oh, like a puppy. Heather's okay. trying. It's a uh, dachshund. Okay. And it's a very small one, a miniature one, okay. with long hair. And uh, we just got okay. all like the dog treats and the, you know, the dog, got this organic dog food. It's very expensive, man. Heather's like, this is too much money. It's like, he's like going to be better fed than like, you know, <laughs> humans. And, uh, you know, Sasha's crazy excited. She's playing with all the dog toys now because she's like ready for it. So, you know, it's going to be a change to have this animal in the house, but it's cool. You know, it's going to be like got to like potty train it and stuff which is not going to be fun but is what it is yeah i got my my wife is dealing with the with the in the middle of the night potty training and she's not liking it with ours but um yeah that's right. it'll be fun sasha will love it yeah so i don't know that's what that's what's going on here you know i want to see a pic send me a pic when you get I will it. we get it. it's good it's like a tiny it's tiny like it's like nice Awesome. Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, nothing. Just, just time flies by now. You know, get a new routine and football season, as I'm sure you're in yourself too. And it's, uh, it's about it. I, um, I recommend. Not much to recommend this week. I, I, I watched Molly's game. I'd never seen that, so I'm in a poker mood. The only thing I'll recommend is uh, there was a Wired story about your your guy Mike Postle oh, and uh, an update on his situation. It's called uh, I don't the poker cheat. What is it? It's Wired the cheating scandal that ripped the poker world apart so uh it's a, it's your guy mike Possel. so my guy that would be something to check out but uh good yeah friend of, yeah, good friend of mine yeah for sure um so that's all this hopefully we uh yeah we'll talk well, i'll tell you one last thing i'll leave with one thing yeah. i had a bit of an epiphany it's very simple most people i've been having these like now and then but i have this epiphany that like you know time is moving really fast right like as you said like you get busy the nfl season we're already week three just flying by and, you know, you're getting older and your life is slipping away and, you're, and it gets faster every decade you get older because I, I think the theory is that you, each year is a smaller and smaller percentage of your life, right? When you're one, a year is 100% of your life. When you're two, a year is 50% of your life and it gets smaller and smaller as you go. But I was saying because time's always flying so fast, you should be, you know, the, the idea of compound interest, like, you know, invest in something that's compound interest that over time is making you money, but everyone knows that. But you should have investments in things that compound over time. Like plant some seeds in your windowsill, man. You know, it's like just things that grow over time. You'll have fruit or vegetables within a couple of months. Just things that take time. You should have something that time is on your side with, I guess is what I'm saying. And money, everybody knows, but there's nowhere to put your money. There's 0% interest. So find uh, things that grow, you know, whether you have a kid, a dog, some plants, I guess living things are the thing, but it, I don't know. It's going to sound very uh, obvious, but my epiphany was time is moving whether you like it or not. So I have some things that are uh, accruing value to you naturally that, that easily accrue value over time. I do have an area in my backyard, especially since my, uh, where my other dog died, uh, where I could plant some, um, some, some, some sort of fruits and vegetables that I should do. And I really should take advantage of that. Um, a couple of quick things before we go, Liz, uh, I, I looked into the, the shellfish situation that you got there. Cause I'm really into the, the seafood and I wasn't sure the omega ratio with those and, uh, and lobster and, 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 uh, crab are both very, very good. The, the, it's all the key is getting the, the three to six ratio and those not quite salmon level or whatever. But um, I wasn't sure when you brought that up. But crab and lobster are both super healthy as well and, and really good with the omega three 
to six ratio, and also all your shit talking has me looking here. Main event, I'm in with a bunch of just sharks. Ryan Bloomfield, Vlad Sedler, Toby Batflip, crazy, Maddie Davis, uh, Rob Silver's in this one, Chris Fessler won all before. And I'm in second place with four days to go here with a ton of catastrophe, 15-team main event. So my baseball team has not been – It's not. I just don't want it to be representative, whatever league I'm in with you, because lately it's been, it's been rough. <laughs> it yeah, it's been, bad but. luck. It's good luck when you're – although my football one that we're in now, I, I thought, oh, look at this dominant wide receiver heavy team I drafted, and that one is – yeah. that's not looking very strong. Well, I'm not up to a great start of that one either. So that's what I'm saying, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll see some time's going, but Niners catastrophic injuries facing that's, this is really brutal list. It's week three Garoppolo, Moster, Kittle and Saquon Barkley, uh, Nick Bosa, whatever are all out. And that's, it sucks, man. But I guess it could be, you know what? I actually did have an epiphany like you had just different couple days. I'm like, you know what? Do you seriously think about like a month ago when all those baseball teams were testing positive, it looked like such a long shot that baseball was going to go another week, let alone finish and think about football. These guys are in each other's faces. Like it really is kind of crazy that we're, we're bitching about injuries in our fantasy team right now. Really? Well, I'll just say one thing. So none of the NFL t- players tested positive. They had all the tests. There's 53 man rosters. Well, they get it done. I know you're They get it done. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL gets it done because there is no fucking way. If there's a 1% <laughs> chance that anyone's positive and they have 1,500 tests, there's no fucking way you get 1,500 out of 1,500. There is no way that that happens. Mathematically. Well, they throw some fake positives to make us halfway believe it, right? I that's mean, even, right. Yeah. This is Mike Postle territory. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What is my Mike? Wait, wait. I can't say that. Mike Postle territory. Sure. Can't say that. But the point is, it's a little far-fetched, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like those restaurants used to get you an A in L.A. The health commissioner would give restaurants an A. And you say, oh, no, no, never go to a restaurant with an A. They could have bought an A, but nobody buys a B. A B, you know, is real. So if they had five tests of some scrub, they could just, you know, they were going to release them anyway. They're the scapegoats. You know, these guys got it. Listen, I'm not the guy to, you know, I'm happy football's going on. And even if the NFL was fudging it, I mean, they're grown men. They don't, they don't really owe, with, without fans in the building, they don't really owe the public an accounting. It's not like all of us are never going to get it or, you know, grocery workers are getting it or people go to the grocery store and get it. They don't owe an accounting to everybody around them, like who has it and who whatever. You just stay away and, you know, get, get you know, until you're not contagious and come back. I mean, if the NFL was handling it internally, why is it necessarily our business even to know? They don't have fans in the seats. I mean, they're, it's, it's their league. If they're, you know, well, they have a lot more now. They had like they, they increased it by like ten. Yeah, two. But even so, the fans like, and the players aren't like getting yeah. together. I mean, right. I'm just saying, right. like the idea, like it's outrageous if they're like no, not right. reporting positive tests. They're all in it now. Be outrageous if like the players didn't know that other players are playing contagious. But right. I, anyway, my point is just that that sounds. I, I'm happy to hear it. It's good news, but it sounds very far fetched to me that they would all be negative. The NFL gets it done. No, they no get it done. About it. And they I pre- and this is like so weird. And this is this is one of the things. I don't know why it took us like an hour to get into it, but we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this thing up in a second. But one of the things is that the NFL is this oasis of normalcy, and it's almost like pulled me out of the chaos. Like I don't. Maybe there's a calm before the storm with politics right now too. There's always some petty bullshit going on every single day, but I'm not really getting caught up in it. But it's like football is the normal thing. And it's almost like you forget that there's an election coming up sooner. You forget that there's a pandemic or you forget that there's pending, possible impending economic collapse. Because it's like, oh, yeah, football. Football's back on. And I'm pissed about Saquon getting hurt. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. It's, uh, yeah, it's different. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we're back. We're back in. Hey, hey Liz, Liz, I have a question for you. Does stacking sats count as is, is watching something grow? Hopefully not. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And that's a great example. That's like the, you know, that's the one thing that's growing, but you know, that's obviously risky because it's not a, doesn't have a yield. It just, it just grows. But yeah, that's, that's a good thing to do. Stacks. That's, 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 I am doing that. I am doing that. Okay. And, and I'll tell you what else about stacking sats is that, and, and these guys always talk about this low time preference. I mean, this whole epiphany is about low time preference. It's like, look, time's going to come whether you like it or not. And if you have a high time preference, that means you need things to happen now. I need to make money this second. I need to get, you know, my plant now. I need, I need something that gives me gratification now rather than something that over time is rewarding months from now. Yeah. You should plant something in your garden, man. It's amazing to get that stuff. It's so cool to see it come out and like, 
and watch the plant grow, like all that shit. Just anything that, yeah, stacking sats is a good example. Yeah, no, I'm sure that beet would taste better out of my own garden too, theoretically. Uh, but yeah, I know the, the, the stacking sats. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, done and done. Yeah, all right, man. Well, that Patriots that Patriots beet didn't taste that good for me, but you know your mileage may yeah. vary. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, all right, man. Good times. Right, take it easy, later. Bro.